Are you ready to begin the podcast in proper? Uh, yeah, I suppose. Let's do it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> That's how it starts. <laughs> so it's a, I wondered when, like, when it would become a chore instead of a pleasure. <laughs> and I think we found out it's like episode 13, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, around there, that's when it's it starts to fall apart. Yeah. That's not true, actually. Listen, I'm. This is still as fun as the first time we did it. Did you see the poster for, for our last for the endless one? Yes, I yes. really love the way that your face stretched. <laughs> <laughs> you've got you, you've got a good face for stretching, Craig. People tell me that I have a good stretched fa- stretched face. They they tell me that. Yeah. So. Well, so you've heard it before. So conversation mm-hmm. over, guys. Jake, this no, week but we're for gonna, real. Yeah. I'm sorry to interrupt this intro to our episode, <laughs> but for real, this is as fun as when we started. There are a lot of projects I start that peter off after a while, and I'm not excited <laughs> about them. Well, that's because I, you're not trying to do movie every weekday. Well, yeah, that could be. I'm not trying to do anything every weekday right now. No, so. dude, your new format, though, like, was so much larger a workload than the usual Wheezy video. Yeah, well, it took like a month. Yeah, well, it, but, had, it uh, like had such far we like it had many guest characters and things that happened, <laughs> and you had to download yeah. all those. You had to watch and download all those YouTubes. Yeah, well, and well, I think the longest. We're, this isn't going to be in the in the episode, is it? What we're talking about oh, right now? We don't. I was just. We can. We don't. Either way. <laughs> well, uh, the thing that took the longest uh, was actually the writing of it because I was writing it and rewriting it and rewriting it and trying to figure out what it was supposed to be first ah see this is like when i um when pops was over right okay Mm -hmm. guys i craig and i did a show together called the platoon of power squadron which Mm -hmm. is as an acronym is pops yes don't try to we're gonna say pops don't try to google pops because you will never find us but if you google platoon of power squadron you'll find us um as soon as that was over and i decided i wanted to see if like if i could youtube like a youtuber instead of like a web series filmmaker type dude. And I did the creative obsessions ones. Yep. Yep. That's when I realized that I didn't really want to be a YouTuber. (laughs) (laughs) Like, so respect dude, respect. Well, thank you. Uh, the next video I'm working on is about sugar and it's, uh, about our quitting sugar for a month. Not the same, it's not going to be in the same playlist as why do people like, but it's going to be equally the amount of work. That's what I'm going to be doing from now on for a while. I'm going to be actually putting a lot, a lot of work into every every video. Okay. I dig yeah. it. Well, I really dug the last one, so that was cool. You guys, this is a podcast about movies. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to be discussing... Wait. If, in, if you're going to talk about a movie called Annihilation... Yes. Do you have to... I got nothing for this week. Wait, I, I usually start by asking you something like about Go annihilation, ahead. but I, 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 I don't have, I don't have it. Whatever, I, whatever comes to your mind, whatever oh, okay, comes to your head. Okay. If you're going to discuss a movie with Natalie Portman, do you have to be drinking port, man? Actually, yes, you do. And my parents, I'm at my parents' house right now and they have port. I should probably go get it, but that's for, uh, that's for, uh, off 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 record i wish so, i had port uh, dude port is delicious mm-hmm. it's sweet well you know it's what? very it's, sweet well no the cheap port is sweet and there's always well, an, all, there's always sweet. there's always an element of sweetness to it but if you get the more aged port it's like really it's like deep yeah but it's always it's sweet it's like dessert wine it's always dessert wine pretty yeah. much 
Yeah. But when you say something you know, is sweet, you're like, but it's sweet. Do you know where sweet. port is from? Do you know where port is from? Portugal? You're right. You are right. <laughs> okay. Uh, should we do the intro? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to keep all of this, I think. <laughs> okay. <laughs> good. Good. So, theme song. Movie. Movie! Still good. Still good. Every time. The reason I use that theme song again, I'm probably going to start cycling through the other ones people have sent us, but did you happen to see, I posted the thumbnail for our Endless episode, not that the episode never ended, but about the movie The Endless, Uh, and then the guy who wrote that, the action theme song, wrote a whole paragraph about why he did the things he did in it. Did you read that? I did not see that. So you don't just hang out on my Instagram looking for comments people send me? Oh, Jake, I'm sorry. I, I, don't, I, go, I don't go to Instagram very much. I just every, don't. Whoa. Old it's man. Like, it's like, no, it's like, it's just one frame. When I can go to YouTube, it's like 24 frames or 30 frames or 60 frames a second. That's true. That's you true. Know? Yeah, it's totally true. Um, <laughs> but yeah. he said that... Uh, the drum beat portions of the portions portions of the drum beat underneath my, underneath my awful white white man beatboxing uh, <laughs> is a is a, a little loop called Amen Break, which I used a few times in Pops. So he grabbed mm-hmm. that because he recognized it from Pops, and then mm-hmm. underneath you there is an explosion and a piano key. I bet you know oh. why. Ah, uh, for the wink. Yeah, yeah, and for yeah. explosions. But he said he's not sure if that's going to be a thing. I don't know. If you listen to our podcast and you don't know about my videos, I, my winks actually ding. That's my condition that I have. Yeah, it's been uh, a long time. But you made you made the best of it, really. I have. Like, like this, like this, as an example. So, guys, this week we're going to be talking about a movie called Annihilation. Woo! And... Annihilation actually has been on Blu-ray and streaming services for a while. In fact, the studio that financed it decided it was too, like, intellectual a property to be theatrically released anywhere other than the United States and China. Huh. That That's weird. Why, why do they think it was okay to release it in the United States and China? It might have been another contractual thing that they had to, for some reason, release it theatrically there, but it went straight to Netflix in all other territories. Because usually I would associate more quote-unquote intellectual films as places other than the United States. <laughs> you know? Well, you're uh, thinking like European. You're thinking more European. I, eh, not just European, like a lot of other countries. It's uh, we do we we have a lot of you know dumb movies here. We have a lot of dumbed down <laughs> movies for mass audiences here. But a lot I'm, of there, the movies, I said it. a lot of the movies that we're dumbing down as well are being dumbed down to reach a non-English speaking worldwide uh, cultural like entertainment landscape. Like the Transformers movies right. are as like uncomplex as possible so that they can reach like you don't even need to listen to the dialogue at all you're going to be able to follow that movie right right no i know i know why we do it i'm not and i but it's just surprising to me then that this movie maybe that they decided it was okay for a man 
for the U.S. Maybe it, maybe it was just contractual. Maybe that was it. It might have also been a pretty decent... Like, they had a pretty decent marketing campaign for it in the U.S. I remember hearing a lot about it leading up to it. Did you mm-hmm. Do you remember hearing a lot about it before the theatrical release? I do, yeah. 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 It, it seemed it was marketed like an action movie. It was, and it is definitely but, not an action movie. No, no, no. There are action uh, set pieces. Yeah. Uh, my dad is um, running water at the sink in the background <laughs> right now. Sure. Yeah. Uh, sure. So, uh, your hands clean, Dad? <laughs> uh, oh, he's washing glasses. Okay. Uh uh, you should ask him so, for some port. <laughs> hey, do you have any port? Are you guys drinking port? Dad? Uh, we can, yes. Because we're talking about a movie with Natalie Portman in it, so we want to uh, drink port. You got ben? any port? Yep. Still washing stuff. Okay. <laughs> uh, Is this disturbing you? No, it's not. We're just recording a podcast. Oh, oh sorry. That's okay. I just have to acknowledge it because people are hearing it. So, <laughs> uh, uh, Anyway. Um, what was I saying? Why don't we talk about uh, the? Let's give people a brief synopsis of the movie Annihilation. Okay, Annihilation. Uh, I'll do my synopsis, and then you yeah. can do your better one. Okay, awesome. so An- Annihilation is a movie about a. Uh, it's a sci-fi. I guess you could also say somewhat fantasy, maybe, mm-hmm. but it's it's a it's sci-fi. A meteor hits Earth. And it causes a shimmer. They call it a shimmer, which is this giant thing that is spreading, that is that is uh, mysterious, and they're sending people in, and then they they don't come out, and it's 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 not good, Jake. It's not good. <laughs> and Natalie Portman's character, her husband, uh, went in and was he, gone he, for like a. He's from the military. Like he's in the army. So he's, he's in the like, army. They've been sending military people in. Sorry, I yeah. won't interrupt. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, uh, I always hate doing these because I don't know how how much to spoil, you know, because everything to me is like a spoiler. All right, uh, let me just let but, me just break this down for you. Okay, they've been sending military teams in. Uh, the person who's been deciding who goes in is Jennifer Jason Lee, and they need to come up with an idea. She's kind of like been working for the government for a while, in kind of like almost CDC kind of capacity. And the shimmer is ever expanding; it's getting like bigger and bigger. And soon, it's going to leave the swamplands and enter actually populated areas. So the government's not going to be able to keep a lid on it anymore. Mm-hmm. So, Natalie Portman's husband was part of a team. None of the teams ever come back. His team doesn't come back, but he comes back. What? What? But he's acting kind of weird, Mo. So, uh, mm-hmm. she, he's being all weird. She tries to get him to the hospital, but they get abducted and taken to Area X. Mm-hmm. And uh, luckily, Natalie Portman is a cellular biologist. Mm-hmm. So, uh, she joins a team of all women, nope, says Tessatique scientists. They're not going in because they're women. Okay. They're going in because they're scientists. Right. Sure. And they it, are going to go know, into the, movie the shimmer. The movie kind of makes it seem like the movie makes it seem like they're they're going in because they're scientists. They're women. They're scientists because they're women. That's it's really <laughs> weird. Uh, At any rate, uh, there's a team of five: Jennifer Jason yeah. Leigh, Natalie Portman, Tessa Thompson. Um, Jane the Virgin. What's her real name? 
Her real uh, name is Gina Rodriguez, and Jane. It's her, 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 Jane. The person is her real name. I believe. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, and then also a woman that I haven't seen other than this movie named Tuva Novotny. There's no way I said that correctly. Anyway, uh, they are. Ooh, you got port, man. I got port, man. I'm drinking port now. <laughs> so, and they're gonna go into the shimmer and try to get mm-hmm. to the middle, see why no one's come back, see what actually it is in the middle mm-hmm. of the shimmer. And that yep. is what I would call a decent non-spoilery synopsis. Yeah, that's a pretty decent non-spoilery spoilery synopsis, Jakey Poo. Thanks, man. Um, uh, so uh, what should we do? Should we get into the uh, the uh, nitty-gritty now? Should we go, non-spo- should we go well, spoiler? Well, before we go spoilers, would you recommend somebody watch this movie? Oh, yes. Your favorite question. Um. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I recommend this movie. I I, th- I think it's uh it's definitely not for everyone. Don't expect a standard sci-fi action movie. <laughs> uh, but I thought it was great. Personally, I thought it was great, but I d- I know a lot of people won't like it. Okay, and yeah. I I would say. You gotta be in pretty a pretty specific frame of mind to to watch Annihilation, and that means you gotta be ready for some messed up horror sequencing. You gotta be ready for some crazy body horror. Some of the oh, yeah, stuff I, that happens actually, in it's that's really another gross. caveat. That's another caveat that I that I would put in there. There's not a lot, but like uh, at least especially one moment of extreme gore. Extreme gore. <laughs> uh, but other than yeah, so, so that's a caveat. So watch out. Don't what don't if you have kids who are sensitive to this kind of thing, it's not for the kitties. <laughs> yeah. yeah, not for cats. If you have felines, mm-hmm. it's not for the kitties. No, 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 no. Cats won't like it either because there is animal death in it. So. There is. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Um. So let's get into it. Go ahead. Ooh. Spoilers. Spoilers time. Spoilers. Turns out the it's aliens that is true (laughs) that's true yes it is true it's finally true that was already kind of known though yeah because it came from the meteor finally true yeah um (laughs) turns out natalie portman is an alien that is up for debate i don't think she i don't think she is an alien i don't think she is an alien we can get we can get into that by the end but um wait you don't think she is at the end no. At the end, an alien? No. Hmm. But I, I do... Did you think she was an alien at the end? Um, we went straight into the well, deep end. We went straight to the finale. Yeah. Well, I could go... I think there are three possible... Maybe three possibilities. I don't I don't really know. I can't really decide what which one is true. So you've seen this movie let's, one time, let's, let's, right? What's that? You've seen this movie one time. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I ended up watching this twice, of course. It's happened the last couple times where, like, I needed to catch up on it mm-hmm. before before watching it again. Because if enough time has passed between we between the time I see it and the time we podcast, it's mm-hmm. it's a it's it's rough. It gets rough up in here. It sure does. You're like sobbing sometimes. You're yeah. Like, uh, 
Don't listen to those yeah. old episodes. Yeah. Jeez. No, let's let's start from the let's. I don't know if we need to go. Like every plot a- element of the movie. Well, yeah, I don't know. Here, okay, let's let. Maybe we should talk about. Uh, here's one thing that comes to mind that I really love. One one of the things I loved really very quickly, very early on in the movie. Yeah. Uh, was I loved the way the hu- the dead husband came back. I loved the way that that played out. Yeah. Like there's just like it the movie starts with her uh I actually don't remember how it She's like, teaching specific. a class. So Oh yeah. Yeah. She yeah, she she has class and then well and then, and she's talking to a colleague of hers and it's kind of it's from their conversation you can tell that her husband died. Yeah. Or or is miss has gone missing and hasn't come back for a long time. And At any rate it's assumed, been a year. And he's like yeah, yeah. you can go out. Yeah, so it's it's assumed that that she's that he's probably dead, and then she's like painting a room in the house, and he just <laughs> walks in. He just walks in, like like looks like a ghost. He looks like 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 he looks dead. His face is pale, and he you see him walk to the house, and you see him walk in, and I'm like, oh, so this is like a dream sequence or something. This is like okay, yeah. It's I thought be so like, too. Oh my god, my husband. No, he shows up, and she's like, <laughs> oh my god, and she hugs him, and he's back, and he's alive. It's just like. It's, they, there's no big deal made about it. There's no like dramatic music. It's just like he shows up and he's alive. Yep. And I was like, okay, okay, really like how they handled that one. <laughs> Played by Oscar Isaac, by the way, which is a dream. Oh Oscar yeah, Oscar Isaac. Isaac. Oh yeah, I dream about him all the time. Actually, he's fantastic. And he mm-hmm. his greatest performance ever was in this director, the director of Annihilation's movie before Annihilation, Ex Machina. He's... We saw that together. We did at the Logan Theater in Chicago. He is so yeah. good in Ex Machina. There, mm-hmm. it might be my favorite performance of ev- anything ever. <laughs> he's very, very good. He's like he feels like in Ex Machina. He's a combination of, um, of like, like just a bro, just kind of like this bro who's like whatever, man, but also super powerful. Yeah, and and which makes it disturbing. Like, and you don't, you don't really know what his his agenda is. You don't know what he's gonna do. Yeah, he's like an insanely brilliant, like technical genius. He's building a like artificial intelligence and all of these, like, technological networks and everything. And but he's still mm-hmm. this dude who's just like drinking crazy and dancing. And he's he's like mm-hmm. yeah. He, his character is so fascinating. Yeah, he's great. Uh. But in this movie, so you like that part where, uh, where, uh, where her husband, where he shows up? Yeah, but, but it was my, it was my early indication. So I saw this on opening weekend in a packed movie theater. Yeah. And that scene where they were sitting across each other from, like, from each other at the uh, dinner table was my first indication that this might not be a packed opening weekend movie theater kind of movie. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Like, because, because of the weirdness of it and how uncomfortable he was kind of with her and she was with him. Like she could tell something was off with her husband and everything. And the, the, the mood was so quiet and, and odd that it was like, you could feel it in the theater. People weren't knowing quite how to react to this movie. Well, that, the odd feeling of that whole moment to me was like exact. Well, that's exactly what it was going for. I think. Yeah. Uh, and the way that it, like the music, the, the music, the soundtrack is weird. Like it's like, it's a combination of like folky 
guitar, uh, acoustic guitar, kind of happy, yeah. bright, upbeat, and then like ominous tones, uh, like a typical sci-fi movie. Um, I feel like the tones didn't really kick in until the end. Um, well, I think they were still there a little bit in the beginning. I think it was, but it, but uh, but that that whole moment, like that him walking in and seeing her, was like right, they had that folksy kind of music was happening like right before that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I think eh, she was eh. listening to like Crosby, Stills and Nash while she was painting the bedroom. <laughs> but it was even happier than that. It was brighter than like <laughs> Crosby, Stills and Nash. Okay. Um, but but like i loved that scene i it threw me off so much that i loved it it was like that i've never seen a scene play out just like that i think the way the way it left me feeling like what what that he's he's actually there like <laughs> like it surprised me in a way that i haven't been surprised before i don't i don't think yeah um yeah it was super weird and she was thrown off by it as well his like just like but casual that's the thing. reappearance she wasn't, she wasn't that thrown off which made it even weirder because yeah. she was like she was like turned around and she was excited and then she just reacted the way that she would react if she found out he was alive it's yeah. like oh my god you're back like to her it wasn't as weird as it was to me i think <laughs> well until like... his until his reaction like until mm. his reaction to the hug and everything she could just yeah. tell from his responses that something wasn't right with him yeah yeah um well that that scene brought me into it for the oh, rest nice. of the movie. It's just like, oh, okay, I get what you're going for here. You're going for a weird thing. Okay, I like it. <laughs> uh, uh, and then, I don't know. D- wait, did you say if you'd recommend this movie or not? I I almost did. I I wouldn't 100% recommend this movie. I would recommend <laughs> Ex Machina to anyone. I wouldn't super recommend Annihilation to anyone. And it's no. on- only because it's... Look, I like this movie is a this movie is a solid B for me. It's cool. a solid B with A plus moments. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't think I'd give it an A plus necessarily. I have I have a few I have a few qualms with it, but I but it sounds like I liked it more than than you. Yeah, I'm starting to get yeah. that, which is great. <laughs> yeah, great. So okay, yeah. my problem is I pro- probably my problem is that I went in with unrealistic expectations based on Ex Machina. I loved Alex Garland's Ex Machina so much. And what I loved about it was all of the heady, like, intellectual conversation and, like, theoretical conversations about weird, like, really, like, existential kind of concepts Mm -hmm. wrapped up in characters that seemed just like you and me. You know, just like people who were talking like whatever like just hanging out like he would like our main character would go off into this room and be surprised when the genius was behind him and the genius instead of being like don't do that instead would dance with a robot woman but like it was like yeah, yeah like stuff like that was so ingenious to me and so what i missed from annihilation and on my second viewing, it moved faster. I thought it was too slow the first time I watched it. it might have had to do with the sold-out opening weekend crowd I saw it with. The mm-hmm. second time, I felt like the pacing was a lot better than I initially gave it credit for. But um, I missed that aspect of lightness. Everything was so dire all the time. And it mostly comes down... It wasn't like, okay, so Gina Rodriguez brought a little bit of lightness in the beginning of her character 
but Natalie Portman and Jennifer Jason Lee seem to be having a no smile off this entire movie. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, well, okay, yeah, I agree. I mean, I agree that they had a no smile off, and I agree that... But I do think the... the 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 i the the like rug being pulled out from under you with um Isaac Oscar Isaac, Isaac uh, yeah Oscar Isaac's character in Ex Machina is similar to what happens in this where it's like uh it's a combination of tones that you don't expect to be together like happening all the time like well but I felt like uh, I felt like the tone of Annihilation never varied from that like super serious over heavy tone well I think the way that they were talking yes but visually like the, once they go into the shimmer it's like rainbows and bright and sunny and beautiful and horribly disturbing at the same time like it's like <laughs> i feel like like there's a contrast of tones there that was really interesting to me the whole time it was like this is playing out uh artistically like uh, visually in a way that is unusual it's like this is the this is a way that i it's an unusual choice uh, I well, it, I loved well. Yes, the the prismatic light spectrum, like mm-hmm. of everything, because the shimmer always kind of makes rainbow cascades through the tree, like through the yeah tree canopy and everything the entire time, and that's very beautiful. But all everybody, all of the characters are so super serious, which plays very well during the very intense scenes that happen. And there's very intense scenes mm-hmm. that happen in the movie that are great, like. Once the women get through the shimmer, this is so this is something that wasn't addressed that I kind of wish they'd gone into more or had more problems with as characters is as soon as they go through the shimmer, we cut to Natalie Portman remembering cheating on her husband. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's fine. Eliza and I were confused by that storyline the second time, but I watched all the special features on the Blu-ray and now I'm not confused by that storyline at all um, because not only were they concerned about the alien annihilation, but every character was kind of self-destructing in one way or another. And hers was by kind of cheating on a man that she deeply loved. Yeah. Well, no, I, I, the way I interpreted that, should we, should we maybe describe the plot more before we get into all this? Go ahead. Uh, 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 so they go into the shimmer and it's sort of described, it's sort of revealed that they all have, they all have their own, um, they're all self they have self-destructive behavior. They all have their reasons to like basically give up on life to go into the shimmer. That's why they're going in, knowing yeah. that they probably won't come back out. So Natalie Portman uh, cheated on her husband. Um, the other white woman, <laughs> Tuva, whatever her name is, she yeah. uh, lost a child. So mm-hmm. her life hasn't been the same since that. She misses the person that she was prior mm-hmm. to losing her child. Jennifer Jason Lee has the uh the old cancer a little bit of the old cants <laughs> that's such a folksy way of saying it jake <laughs> thank you craig yeah uh, i yes and then um tessa thompson tried to kill herself and uh gina rodriguez i forget what her problem was what's what's her deal uh, i don't remember either um you've yeah you've seen it twice jake come on <laughs> I do um, know that she is not super mentally stable. Yes, that's true. <laughs> um, but so the thi- I think that like Natalie Portman's character, she early on, like she um, her husband's laying in the hospital bed before she decides to go and learn about. The, she even learns about the shimmer. 
Um, yeah. uh, oh, and by the way, this entire story is being told by her after the fact. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Because I forgot about that's the how the movie. Device. That's how the movie starts. It's like the scientists or law enforcement or military or somebody talking to her about in what hazmat happened. suits like everybody in, but yeah. her is in a hazmat suit <laughs> yeah yeah and they're talking to her about what happened and she's telling the story um yeah. anyway uh so she, he's on the hospital bed uh after he came back from the dead basically yeah uh and she says she's gonna go in because she owes him she owes him uh I, mean, I, have to, I owe you i think she says something like that like she owes him and I was wondering why she said that. Like, like, why? Did, what does she owe him? I don't understand why. Why does she have to go in? Yeah. But then later you learn that she cheated on him with the guy that you saw. You saw uh, the other teacher. At, the other at teacher her at the beginning. Job. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, so that's why. And and then you also learn that that's why he went in because he felt like. Uh, I mean, that's what I assume. Like he went in because. And, and left her by herself because she cheated on him. No no, 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 no. I thought the affair happened. I thought the affair happened after. No, after I, he no, left. I, I don't think so. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, and and so that's why. I didn't read why. that at all. I didn't read that at all. Hmm. That's Maybe I misinterpreted, but I think I'm pretty sure that he went in. He left and went in. After that, I thought I mean, he left and went in just because it was his job. Like he was, he was super no, military man. But I remember them talking. There was some lines of dialogue about how he didn't have to go in. Like, like, but yeah. he decided to. No, 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 no. Anyway, I don't recall and, that. Uh, well, you've you've seen it twice, so maybe I'm wrong. I'm, I, could I be wrong. you know what though? Maybe yeah. I'm wrong because every time that it returned, like so, all throughout the movie, it would keep bouncing back to like her remembering hanging out with her husband, and mm-hmm. all of those scenes, like even though they were some of the most human scenes in the movie, like it's when she mm-hmm. finally like lightened up and like acted like a human being instead of like straight faced mm-hmm. action movie woman, like. Yeah. They were also like, oh, okay, now I got to sit through another like talky nothing scene just so we get to the other side of it like it they felt those felt slow to me yeah but i thought like when he left there was a scene where he was leaving and she yeah. was like talking about how he, he doesn't have to go like or like no 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 no, no. yeah so no so that like like he is leaving earlier than anticipated is what oh. happened so like he he's sitting on the bed she's just waking up and she's like why aren't you here like patting the bed and he's like Turns out I got to go early. And she's like, we had a whole day planned. And he's like, no, got to go. And I think it was just like he had to end up going in early. I don't think he knew about the affair. I didn't, and I, I read that like, scene completely differently. I read that scene like he didn't have to go. And she was frustrated with him for leaving. Very interesting. Like, yeah. <laughs> very interesting. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, uh, we came at that from two different headspaces. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Uh well, maybe it's a fault of the movie that we're we're confused about that. But see, but, you tend to uh, think that, but I I do like these ambiguous things. In that case, I didn't understand that. I well, thought he right was completely oblivious to the Well, right now it doesn't feel like a affair. fault to me. It doesn't feel like a flaw, but maybe, but maybe it is. I, I, have, I have to go back. But um, I'll tell you what I do feel yeah. like was a flaw, and I was kind of alluding to it earlier. But then I we got off on this several other tangents. But mm-hmm. as soon as they walk through the shimmer, 
we cut to her remember or like i don't know if it's a memory or what but like she's had like sleeping with that dude from the beginning of the movie and then mm-hmm. we cut out she's in a tent confused everybody's confused none of mm-hmm. them remembers what happened after they got in the shimmer but mm-hmm. according to like tessa thompson's like according to like our supplies it, it, we've probably been in here like four days yeah and none of them remember it and yeah. that was such a cool thing to me i yeah. was like oh man like i like are that. they are they gonna keep but that was the only time that happened and then they were able to kind of keep track of like it seemed like everything else happened they remembered from then on well i don't maybe i, I think it's unclear like they skip over a lot of time as they're going through like we don't we don't really know like the exact timeline of everything sure but it also seems like normal time cuts like if if they continued to lose time uh, you feel like there'd be a scene where at, at one point someone would be like oh my god what happened and like they would, would like we're kind of, like this is kind of like the thing that you wanted with the endless and now i want it with annihilation like well- no, but to me, like, like I feel like that could have happened. Like that, like they could have skipped time. I, I kind of the way that it, the, it, it seemed like they were there for many, many days, but they just skipped over a lot of stuff. Like they just yeah, no, I agree. It, it seems like they were in there for many days, but I don't. We didn't feel see like, everything. We didn't see everything that happened no, while course. they were in there. No, it wasn't. And so it, it I was assuming that that time. kind of stuff. I was assuming that kind of stuff just happened. We just didn't see it. Like okay. it was just. I assumed um, that was no longer a problem for them since we never came back to it. <laughs> yeah. Well, regardless, I liked it because it just immediately cast this uncertainty around everything. Like, it that, was like Yeah, that I did and, like. And and I felt that uncertainty throughout the entire thing. They're walking around this beautiful rainbow world, and there's these weird animals that are trying to kill them, and they're in very disturbing ways. And, and it's <laughs> this juxtaposition of like beauty and horrible, horrible death that was just like really interesting. It was yeah. just like... Wow. I, I don't feel like I've seen anything like that before. Yeah. So like yeah. the first the first kind of indication that we were in for some crazy times was when the alligator attacked Tessa Thompson in the shack. Mm-hmm. And then when the alligator comes crawling out of the water at all of the ladies and they're all kind of firing their weapons. Um, this is when we see that Natalie Portman who used to be in the army, that's where she met her husband, is hard, like legit hardcore. Because yeah. as soon as the alligator starts coming toward her, she drops to a knee and puts it down with her assault <laughs> rifle. It's like... But the way, the way that the alligator attacks the first girl... What, uh, Tessa Thompson. ...was beautiful, too. Because she's great. just standing at a doorway, they're just talking, and then whoop, she gets pulled in through a doorway. She's <laughs> yep. like, whoop, she's like out of nowhere. Yep, it was a hardcore jump scare. It Which was great. Which to me was like another, like another aspect of of like the tonally, like just how crazy the movie is. It's just like they're having this normal conversation. Whoop, she's gone. Yeah, uh, and just like how she's painting a, a room. Oh, her dead husband is back. Like it's just <laughs> like it's like really jarring in a yeah. way that I enjoyed. I just yeah, really enjoyed it. You couldn't it. anticipate it. You couldn't. An- it, you couldn't get ahead of this movie. Yeah. Uh, and, Another example, and like, so I'm just kind of skipping to the the most memorable beats to me. Like after mm-hmm. the alligator, they're continuing to move through. They get to this center, mm-hmm. uh, which apparently was a base camp for the previous military group that went in, including her husband, because they find a tape. They play the tape and they see Oscar Isaac cut open the stomach yeah. of one of his fellow soldiers while the intestines 
writhe around like snakes inside of him. It's so yeah. cool. It's super so cool. Fun. Super fun. <laughs> yeah. It's really, really eerie. It's really, uh, uh, yeah. I just... I I just had no idea what to expect after that. Like I just don't know what where are they gonna go with this. Well, you didn't expect, I'll tell you, is for them to then immediately walk down to the swimming pool where they where that video was shot and see that guy spread entirely up the wall as a series of fungus and like yeah, cancer like body growths. parts and body parts and like yeah yeah it was beautiful beautiful and horrible yeah it's um, gorgeously disgusting. That's this movie. Yeah, gorgeously disgusting. And then, um, I feel like we could, the next big thing for me, like the uh, big moment in the movie is the, okay, so uh, one of the woman who uh, lost her baby, she gets, is she the one who gets eaten by the bear? Yeah, she gets, she gets taken away by the bear. She gets taken away by the bear, which. uh, So look, guys, animals, animals within the shimmer are not normal. Like the alligator that they kill has several sets of teeth inside of its mouth. (laughs) Like, and the bear ain't right, dude. The bear ain't right. (laughs) The bear ain't right. You should make a t-shirt that says that. Uh, Like the bear, we don't know this until a little bit later in the movie, but everything's mutating and the bear is like missing an eye. And when he opens his mouth, there's like, again more teeth but some of the teeth are human and there's like part of a skull along the side of his face like the bear ain't right <laughs> yeah and uh so like leading up to that there one of the one of the problems i had with the movie i don't i didn't mind how the somberness of everything like that that gave me a just gave me an odd feeling that was was refreshing for a movie cuz it, it 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 felt different it felt <laughs> yeah. different and new yeah. Um, but cause everything, like it felt like er- everything felt like it was going to fall apart and everyone, everything, something terrible, terrible, terrible is going to happen. <laughs> like always it felt like that. And I, and I was, I was very intrigued by it. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, there are a few moments I didn't like, like the dialogue right before that bear attack, um, Natalie Portman and Jennifer Jason uh, Lee. Yeah. Like that dialogue felt like too on the nose too like too like thematic <laughs> like here's the theme of the movie like we're just gonna talk in ways that people don't talk and we're just gonna say you know we're gonna talk deeply like the movie in general does do that too much i think yeah it yeah does, it, it does it does everyone's behaving in ways that they that humans don't really behave yeah uh but that's my biggest problem yeah and generally that's my problem and not your problem with movies it seems like uh, no, no, not necessarily. I mean, okay, you're welcome to your own opinion, Craig, but I'm just, you're wrong. <laughs> okay. uh, no, I, the, uh, in this case, okay, look, I'm a horror movie guy, right? I love horror mm-hmm. movies. And this mm-hmm. could easily be classified on the horror spectrum with all of the crazy body horror and animal attacks and crazy stuff that goes on in it. Um, had I gone in expecting a horror movie, I should have been thrilled because horror movies move much slower than this with much worse characters than this. And I still enjoy them because they're horror movies, Mm -hmm. you know? However, my problem was that I had seen Ex Machina. Again, I keep coming back to it where this guy delivered something that was so unique and perfect to me. 
um, that when he delivered something that was a well-paced sci-fi horror flick just with characters that were a little over-serious for my liking, like, I was more disappointed than I should have been. And I'm recognizing that's a problem with me. However, (laughs) it also, like, this movie did not find its audience. No. I don't, I, I... It found it in me, Jake. It found it in me. No, no, no. And it did. It found it. Like, as soon as we came home, Eliza and I were both feeling the same kind of thing. This was the last movie that we saw in the theater before we had our baby. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. And Eliza was so uncomfortable the entire time the movie was going on. But um, we both came home with this kind of, like, odd, lukewarm feeling about it. And I got on Letterboxd immediately to kind of see what people were saying. And... There were some people feeling like us, and there were people who were like, this is the greatest thing ever. All yeah. I'm saying is the movie, like reportedly, what I'm seeing on the internet, cost $40 million, which is a fairly decent budget. Like it's a nice, it's a low budget for a movie of this ambition. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but apparently it made like $43 million. And if yeah. it was made for 40 and you and I both said it had a pretty decent marketing campaign ahead of time. This movie did not make its money back after PNA. You know what I'm saying? Probably not yet, but it, but like with like DVD sales and just like over long term, I probably will. Yeah, I, I feel like um, it. It's. You think it's the Blade Runner of today? Well, <laughs> I mean, maybe. I mean, it's hard to say that. Like, but like. I, I think it was. I think it was damn good, Jake. It was damn good, uh, and I would have been one of the people being like, "This is the best thing ever." I probably wouldn't have said that though, because as as I've get, gotten older, I've learned to uh, wait <laughs> to wait with my feelings because they change later. Yeah, uh, and not and they, make not make uh, huge statements. Like even that. though I did kind of make a, I, I made a tweet about how how much I liked it, like right after I saw it, but like it wasn't that. It wasn't that like um, that crazy it was not abusive and the more i think about it i it has come down a little but i my immediate reaction was this is really good i really (laughs) really like this it felt i'm not a i'm not a horror guy like i don't really care about horror movies i i don't i don't even think about genres when i watch movies as much as i feel like you you might yeah i Um, think a lot about genre i think a lot about genre i don't think about i don't think about how like it should fit into a genre or what they're or how it's going to be marketed or how it, how it's going to affect the audience. I think about how I, how I feel about it. Like yeah. what kind of movie I want to see. Yeah. And it's a great way. To I don't, in. I don't even think about, I don't think about, I didn't think about this as a horror. I didn't think about this as a sci-fi or an action movie. I just thought about this movie as yeah. whatever it's going to be. And I, if I putting myself in his shoes, like the director's shoes, I feel like I would have gone for something like that. Something yeah. like with this story, like I would have, I would have wanted to make it weird. I would have wanted to make it weird, and I and he did, and it was re- and I really like that he made it weird. The fact that uh, we have this this uh, uh, big Hollywood released movie with Natalie Portman that is so weird, like it's <laughs> it's good. I like that. I'll tell you. I'll yeah. tell you. That, no, he the dude took a lot of chances and in a lot of ways. And I didn't read the book. I I don't know anything about the book. I don't know. I don't know if if it's all women in the book or not, but like casting an entire team of women women to go into the uh, shimmer like this was great. Like mm-hmm. that was like seeing all of them play off each other was great. I 
I feel like... I'll tell you what scene really did play, man. Like, to that... And a lot of my first experience with the movie was colored by the fact that there was this massive... We were at the back of the theater, too. There was this massive group of people in front of me who I could see kind of shifting in their chairs a lot of the time, you know? Mm. But I'll tell you what scene played like gangbusters on that entire crowd. The second bear attack. Yes, that's what that's what we should get to now. So, like, the first bear attack, a uh, lady whose baby died yep. is, gets eaten by a bear. Second bear attack is in the in the middle of um what's her name going crazy yeah gina rodriguez jane the virgin she so there's several things that's cool like there's a ton of things that are cool about this movie but like one of the things that's cool is we don't know what happened to the people on the other side when they went through one of the options is whatever created the shimmer got rid of them another option is they went crazy and killed each other which the tape of uh oscar isaac cutting open his soldier buddy stomach kind of would be like oh these guys went crazy <laughs> so yeah. so yeah. the one who like everybody seems to be holding together pretty well except for uh-oh gina rodriguez girls going crazy mm-hmm. and so yeah she thinks that everyone she thinks natalie portman and jennifer jason lee is they're um they're uh, out to get her like yeah. they, she thinks that conspiracy theories and whatever she goes crazy and she ties them up and she's gonna kill them and then she hears uh, oh my cry, God. a cry for help. This is the coolest, this is so most good. disturbing scene in cinema. <laughs> it's so good, Craig. Uh, yeah, this is, I, this is so. This is such good cinema. I don't, I don't cinema. understand why you love this so much and you don't love this movie. It's, this uh, is so brilliantly executed on every level. Because, I agree. Because we never yeah. saw, like, all of the uh, the whole group of scientists that went in. No one saw uh, the lady who lost her baby get eaten. They saw her get dragged out by this mutant bear. Yeah. Except when they're walking through the forest, one person goes off, Natalie Portman, and we see her her um, basically kind of half-eaten body. Yeah. We see the, the, the woman who's lost the baby's half-eaten body. Yeah. But the other people don't see it. So Gina Rodriguez starts thinking Natalie Portman... Like, might be one of the ones, like, who, like, hurt her or something. Like, hurt yeah. the lady that, that lost her baby. Like, so she ties. They're sitting. She has them tied to three chairs in a row. It's Jennifer Jason Lee, Natalie Portman, and Tessa Thompson. They all wake up, and Gina Rodriguez is talking crazy at them. She's like, am yes. I going crazy? Is it you? Is it me? Am I the one that's having a problem? Maybe yes. we'll find out when I cut you open. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Like, and then she hears... She hears- Help. Oh. She hears a cry for help. Help So me. she runs out of the room. She help runs out. Wait, she grabs her rifle. Yeah, yeah, and she runs out. She thinks it's the woman who was supposedly eaten by a bear. Uh, and, and then we, we hear screaming and the rifle going off. But we yeah. don't see it. We stay in the cabin with the three women who are tied to chairs. And now they're, they're frantically trying to get out of the chairs. Yep. Uh, and then a bear... The bear, which is different now. The uh, mutant bear. The mutant comes... bear is more mutant than it was before. He comes, comes walking in. in. <laughs> and, and instead of roaring, is making the sound of help of the woman. Of, oh, oh. It's and so good. It's so you... horrifying. Yes, it's beautiful, Jay. You seem so excited about this. Why don't you like this movie, Jay? It's, I, I, 
it's the movie's okay. Okay, all right. And I've, I'm telling you, I have an Alex Garland problem. I've in, I've loved every one of his movies, the movies yeah. that he's written as well. You know, this guy wrote Dread. Yeah, I know. So yeah. like, he wrote all of these amazing movies. I love his Dread. directorial debut, Ex Machina. I love was Dread like, more than you love Dread. You you don't think Dread's that all that? All I think right? Dread's I think Dread's fun. Dread's I fun. love Dread. I, love I know that you movie. do. I know you yeah. do. But you have you, you still haven't seen the Raid Redemption, right? You know, I'm a bigger fan of Alex Garland than you, I think, Jake. I think okay. I'm a bigger fan. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Good. Mm-hmm. Good. Mm-hmm. No, I have That's seen good. Redemption. I have seen uh The Raid. You did watch the Raid. it. Yeah. Okay. Good. And uh, yeah, and it's not the same thing. It's not the same thing. Okay. Good. Yeah. Um <laughs> I would still watch The Raid before watching Dread again. It's a completely uh, different thing. It's I feel like it, aside from the fact that you have to go through a tower to get to the bad guy, it's 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 a completely different thing. Sure. No. Yeah. Fair game. That's good. Yeah. It's much I more like... about the about about fighting, kung fu and, and martial yeah, yeah. arts fighting. Yeah. Um That's very true. Very but... long, very long fighting scenes. Very long. So I have an Alex yeah. Garland problem where I it again, I feel like and I thought maybe watching it the second time would make me more uh would change my perspective on it, but I still kind of feel the same way as I did the first time. It's just it's that over serious tone. Mm-hmm. Here's what I think. There's beautiful set pieces in this movie. There's really, really well done. Everything's really, really well done. Mm-hmm. There's just at no, at very few points in the movie did he concern himself with entertaining the audience. I disagree. Like that this scene we just described, I've not seen you more excited about any of our episodes, I don't think. I don't think <laughs> I'm I've saying seen you more se- excited. I'm saying, dude, that sequence was unbelievable. But he clearly it, cared about entertaining the audience in that sequence. I come on. Uh, in that sequence, I'm saying I sat through large swaths of other portions of the movie where the thread got lost a little bit. But I was entertained the whole time, Jake. I'm glad you were. Maybe that makes me feel really warm so maybe he was thinking about entertaining it just i don't know i don't know i don't know i don't know why you didn't you didn't that's fine we don't have to go around and around about this it's clear that we're on opposite sides of bear gate right now (laughs) yeah so so yes so the bear is saying help and it's like similar to a jurassic park scene where they can't move they don't want to move they don't want to alert the bear and then uh somehow they well okay so the woman you who ran out who was who held them captive comes back and starts shooting the bear. The yeah. bear charges her in the most gory scene of the movie. <laughs> this brutal, brutal scene where she is just mauled by the bear, and they don't shy away from showing you everything that happened to her. No, uh, especially when the bear rips the, her jaw off. Yes, yes. I, <laughs> That's I, when... I'm th- I think about the jaw daily <laughs> since I've seen this movie. I'm uh, gonna tell you this, dude. This is yeah. great. I, like, so there's no commentary track on this flick. Which, when I rented it from the video store, I was like, I really want to listen to this with commentary. I want to, like, I want to know what they were thinking the whole time. But there is an extensive behind-the-scenes kind of documentary broken into parts on it, and I kind of got everything that I was looking for in that. The, the behind-the-scenes of the bear sequence is so great. Because there's this really tall dude. I don't have no idea what his accent is, but he was just dressed head to toe in black spandex. And he had kind of a bear costume that he would use too. But that moment where Gina Rodriguez fires at the bear and the bear charges through knocking chairs over. This was all filmed. So the people in the chairs were stunt doubles, but it was 
actually Gina Rodriguez who took that bear hit. Like that guy came running across the room at her, lifted her up and slammed her into the wall (laughs) and then dropped her down. She tears that banister off by herself. Like he flung her around and they just put a bear over instead of him. She did not actually have her jaw ripped off. Okay, that's good. That seems (laughs) like unnecessary. Have you have you seen the Revenant? Uh, yeah. So that has a, a bear attack that's pretty yes. brutal as well. Yes. But I think this one is even better. Oh, it's definitely more shocking. Yeah, yeah, I think it's it's better. Uh, yeah. So that happens. We should probably <laughs> uh, get this moving. Let's get to let's get to the end of the movie here because there's you know we we haven't we haven't touched on m- several things. Yeah, yeah, here. yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. So so Take over. they. Uh, so that all happens, and then there's a, there's like sort of a they're they're hanging out in that house for a while. Uh, <laughs> the other the other, who's the woman whose plants start growing out of her, her yeah, arms? Tessa Thompson. Uh, and this is the thing that I really have a problem with, not like for the movie, but like when things grow out of people, I get skeeved out bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Like okay, things growing out of people. I will not. I will not have that at your next your next surprise birthday party. Okay. Thank you so much because I get yeah. skeeved out bad. Yeah. Okay. So she's she kind of explains exactly what's going on. She 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 figures out what's going on here. You have the shimmer, which, uh, or at least she theorizes, which we can probably assume is what's going on. It's uh it's a prism. She describes the entire shimmer as a prism, and it's a prism, uh, like the way that light is refracted. Everything is refracted, the way she describes it. Yeah. Our DNA is refracted. So that's why there's mutants, and their 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 fingerprints are changing. And um, she's got plants growing out of her. There there are there are humanoid shaped plants that they that they encounter. But there's also world. an element there's also an element of choice in the matter too, because she yeah. Tessa Thompson who's also in uh, Thor Ragnarok. She's great in Thor Ragnarok. She stands up, and she's also in Veronica Mars, by the way. V Mars forever. So she she stands up, and she's like, uh, Jennifer Jason Lee wants to face it. Natalie Portman, you want to fight it. I don't want either of those things. Yeah. And that's the moment plants start growing out of her. No, plants were already on their way growing out of her. Oh, yeah, so there was... but like she had, could, all, she had made that choice already. Yeah, there were. Yeah. Oh God, it was so. It's skeeving yeah. me out right now. And then she walks away, and then she just becomes one of the plant humanoids, basically. Ugh. Yep. And Jennifer Jason Lee goes on ahead, and then, and then, so Natalie Portman has to. Uh, she wants to fight it. She wants to fight this thing, which it's at a lighthouse. They're going to a lighthouse. We've left out a lot of a lot of information, but uh, yeah, they're <laughs> they're on their way to a lighthouse. That's where the that's where the meteor hit. That's like the epicenter of it, so they're heading to this lighthouse, and now it's just Natalie Portman by herself because Jennifer Jason Leigh left. So the rest, like the last act of the movie, is almost no dialogue. Yeah, um, it's it's very sparse on dialogue and, and really fascinating. I loved it. I yeah. loved it. I yeah. don't know, and I do. I feel like this movie is very like he Alex Garland was very inspired by two thousand and one. The Probably. way that the way that the titles happen, they, it's divided by like chapter uh, headings, yeah. chapter headings, and then the last act is all like visual and like sort of an in odyssey, if you will. Yeah. Um, yeah. and 
So she walks on the beach, and there's these weird crystal structures, and then she goes into the lighthouse. And at the front of the lighthouse is, like, a garden of human bones. Like, there's yeah. a bunch of skulls and, like, rib cages kind of lined up right in front of the door of the lighthouse. Yeah, it's beautiful. She goes <laughs> in. She sees a charred skeleton on the wall and a camera. Video, video camera facing it, yep. Yeah, and she turns it on, and it she sees her husband... Uh, gonna light himself on fire he talks about his um uh, what kind of bomb is it a uh, phosphorus grenade phosphorus grenade and uh and he says before he blows himself up tell tell my tell lena is that her name yeah lena nice wow i can't believe i remember that all of a sudden nicely done lena tell lena that uh what or show lena this or tell her what happened or whatever i think yeah i think if you see lena uh I don't remember or what tell he her tells. I love her or something. So it, that makes sense. That's what my mind is supplying, but I can't tell if that, that's just because it's the cliche. But like yeah. at any rate, it's a amazingly fraught, emotionally fraught sequence. Her watching this tape. Yeah, and he blows himself up, <laughs> and then and then the guy behind the camera walks in front of the camera, and it's him again. Yeah, like a different version. The version that looks more like the version that shows up at the house at the beginning. Yep. And which then, basically amounts to his hair just being more slicked back. <laughs> yeah, he's paler too, and more oh, moro- sure. more morose, or yeah, more yeah. like straight faced. Right, my and, problem with the whole movie. And then there's a hole in the wall. She goes in, and Jennifer Jason Lee is in the middle of this giant, crazy looking room. Uh, and it really looks like something out of Alien. It looks like it looks yeah. like a Geiger thing. H- yeah, H- yeah, and Geiger. Yeah, Geiger. I thought it was Giger? Giger. Are we talking about what are we talking HR, about? HR Giger. Oh, I don't remember. Yeah. Um. Uh. And she, I don't remember exactly what happens to Jennifer. So here's Jason what happens. Lee. So Jennifer, like the weirdness is like we see Natalie Portman coming down the like the hallway down into this like chamber that looks like something out of Alien, and Jennifer Jason Lee is facing toward the camera away from Natalie Portman, and her eyes are missing. It's like a flap of flesh is covering her eyes kind of coming down it's gross it's really gross body horror stuff and then natalie portman gets down there and and says something to her and jennifer jason lee turns around and her eyes are back she looks normal and she says we talked it's inside of me now yeah and then it consumes her yeah oh she was also dying of cancer did we say that yeah yes we we, we said it earlier with the old said it in a very very folksy way yeah (laughs) And yeah, and then she died, and then Natalie Portman goes up, and then the coolest soundtrack ever starts happening. <laughs> it's so cool. I loved it so much. Yeah, it's, my it's like a, it's a really dense drone that it's like starts a to happen. Deep, deep, bassy, robotic, like uh, I can't. It's just like I can't. I can't even do it. You can't do it with your mouth. A human can't do it. It's beautiful. Yeah. While yeah. this thing, this thing takes form, like it comes out of Jennifer Jason Lee, like, like emaciating her as it does until she kind of turns into nothing. And this weird moving object with like a mm-hmm. glowing center, like yeah. forms in front of Natalie Portman. This is something that you can't do justice Des- describing it. You have to, you have see, to it. see it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's one of the another reason I love this movie so much. It's visual, so visual. Uh, and then a droplet of her blood 
moves into the light in the thing and that mm-hmm. thing starts to take a humanoid shape yeah but it's uh, all gray it's like a weird it looks like something out of a like 90s michael jackson video yeah yeah and then uh she gets out of the hole i don't know does something happen before that i don't think well so. she like so the thing is standing there and she runs away from it but when she gets out of the hole back into the main room of the lighthouse it's there waiting for her yes and then it's like mimicking her movements and you can assume that it's like going to take her form i think you could assume at that i was assuming that at that well at that sure point. sure yeah. uh, but like but but at what point is because it you would have thought it was when it touches her but when it touches her it doesn't start to take her form right away like i don't think it needs to it matters if it touches her or not i think it's already like got her blood from the like it came it her blood went into the thing and uh no, but uh, like you like, but but you see it take her form at one point in a really disturbing, like the morphing sequence of it, like of it slowly taking on her face. The way they do it with the eyes forming first and then the sunken yeah. kind of aspect, it's really horrifying looking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But like even before that, like it's if she takes a step forward, it takes a step forward. She tries to hit it with the camera. It hits her. She yeah. runs for the door. It like pins her against the door. And that like, was a weird moment. Sque- yeah. Starts to squeeze her so much she can't breathe. And like it yeah. almost starts to crush her. Yeah. And then they fall over and both pass out. And then she wakes up. Still, still there. Uh, yep. And then she goes and gets the phosphorus bomb and puts it in the hand of it. And then it. And then it starts taking her form. Yeah, and then she runs away and it blows up. Right. And then now, well, now that we're then, on oh, go ahead. And then and then it's like on fire and then it Wait, lights. wait, okay, before yeah. we get to that. Yeah. I want to tell you so the that entire sequence was filmed using a person in again, just like the bear, a person in a suit, like an all black suit mimicking Natalie Portman's moves, a ballet dancer as it turns out. <laughs> oh, wait, what? A ballet dancer who actually played Kyoto the dancing robot in Ex Machina. <laughs> she was the one inside that suit. Nice. Every movie Alex Garland makes from now on will have a dancing uh, character of some kind. And she has to play it. She's amazing. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, so then blows up and it's on fire and then it li- like it lights the roots of the tree that's kind of surrounding the the lighthouse and then it burns and then the whole shimmer goes away. Like it, yep. she she did it. She beat the boss. She beat the, the boss of the level. And then it cuts back to the the her telling the story to these hazmat suit guys. And um I don't remember exactly how that dialogue plays out, but but then she ends up seeing her husband who's who wakes up. Well what well the the interesting bit of it is in that and it kind of boils up a lot of culturally like prescient things in that moment he's like he's like um but it came here to destroy us and she's like yeah not destroy it was changing us and he's like but it attacked you she was like i attacked it it was mirroring me and he's like and he's like it wanted to destroy us and she's like no it was changing us he's like into what and she's like i don't know something new and yeah. that's what our current culture is struggling against. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Some people sure. think some people think it's destroying us. All we want is to change into something new and better, Craig. 
<laughs> I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are heavy themes going on in that dialogue. I mean, but that wasn't that didn't bother. That wasn't overt to me. Like that. No, I, I loved that it good. though. Yeah, that, I that was loved. good. Yeah, that was yeah. good because I felt like it also applied very much to what just happened. Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, it wasn't. Yeah. It like it could be easily taken just as part of this sci-fi story, <laughs> but it can be blown yeah. out to a much larger cultural <laughs> conversation. Yeah. So then she goes, wakes up her husband, and the old uh, husband. Well, he's already awake, and <laughs> and or what we think might be his her husband the guy maybe the guy who walked in front of the camera she's and she asks are you you're not my husband are you or whatever and and he says i don't know i don't think so i don't think so so. i don't think so are you are you lena Lena? are are you lena and she she doesn't say anything she kind of mumbles something maybe and then and then they (laughs) hug and his eyes glow and then her eyes glow her eyes do glow yeah. But you know, you know, like we saw her get away, but we also saw throughout the movie, she, she looked at her blood at one point and saw that whatever was in the shimmer was already inside of her. Like her cells were also kind of glowing. Well, yeah, but she, we're, she's also telling the story. So no, uh, I know, but oh, so nah, I don't buy it, dude. I think so. Like Jennifer Jason Lee says this too. She says like right before the bear attack. Mm-hmm. Or right after the bear attack. No. Yeah, right after the second bear attack, Jennifer Jason Lee leaves. And when she's... Jennifer Jason leaves. Oh, Jennifer Jason <laughs> leaves. Yeah, save time and say it that way. So she... Yeah. Uh, right before she leaves, she says, I have to go. I have to hurry. Because otherwise the person who started this journey won't be the person who ends it. Right. And I think that's what happened to Natalie Portman. I think she is the same person, except she's structurally changed by the prismatic nature of the shimmer. Well, yeah, I think it could be that, but it could also very easily be that the person telling the story lied and that and that they replaced Natalie Portman. And I feel like the the, the entire purpose, maybe there wasn't really a purpose, maybe the entire purpose of the natural evolution of this prism was to assimilate with wherever they landed and uh their way of doing that was by becoming a person basically becoming becoming two people i guess um i'm gonna blow this i'm gonna i'm gonna blow this and then the whole and then the shimmer went away like the shimmer went away after that yes so like why would the shimmer go away like i feel like it's too convenient I'm going to take this, Craig, I'm going to take this, I'm going to blow this all out into the much larger cultural conversation I was just talking about. Okay, sure. Okay, here we go. So Oscar Isaac, right before he blows himself up with the phosphorus grenade, he says, he has this whole dialogue and it takes so long. And and both times I watched it, I was like, stop talking and blow yourself up. But (laughs) part of his monologue is he's like, I thought I was a man. I thought I was good, something like that. And now I'm not sure. And he blows himself up. And now the new the new him takes his place that came from the creation of the shimmer, the thing that wanted to change things, things make make things better, make things yeah. different, that couldn't survive as well in the environment outside the shimmer, in the yeah. world that was before. Right. Okay? Natalie Portman succeeded in killing the shimmer the new thing the thing that could change everything Mm -hmm. but it still lives inside her and reacts to the new him when they get in proximity each other so that the the new thing the change still exists but it exists inside them i think it 
it could I think it could go either way. There's really no way of knowing for sure. Like in uh, order in order to become the man you're supposed to be, you have to kill the man you were. Culture. <laughs> sure. Burn yeah. the Confederate flag. Oh, Pull wow. down those statues. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, okay. We we could get into that on a different podcast. But uh uh it still like for the plot of this movie, I think it could easily go either way. It's a narrator. You don't know. You don't know if the narrator if it were the case that that uh the creature, whatever it is, killed her and became her why they would tell the same story they would tell the exact same story that's true craig that is true yeah 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 but your version's a lot less culturally significant so why is it why is it less (laughs) no no it's another good aspect to an interesting sci-fi story yeah i and then ultimately i loved it i loved it i thought it was weird and like particularly the 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 tone of it like the 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 juxtaposition of beauty and horror like just yeah, yeah, like yeah yeah it was weird it was yeah. it was just a weird unsettling feeling throughout that i, I it felt new and interesting no me. for sure that's the stuff that is the stuff that i that absolutely felt vital about this movie and that i adored and again a a, a mutated horribly horribly terrifying looking bear that shows up between between your head and yells help me god is Uh. so shiver inducing that it's magnificent yeah i enjoyed it um i really have to go to the bathroom now jake so let's wrap it up this always happens this always happens the podcast lasts as long as craig's bladder does yep yep (laughs) love it and same. I'm the one who's supposed to say it, Jake. No, I, I cut you off that time. Wow. It's, it's time, time to chat. Chat, chat, chat with the chat, chat. Nice. I'll just put yeah. that all together. Okay, it's not going to work, but go ahead. <laughs> now let's chat, chat with the chat, chat. Indiana Dixon says the thing that I have been to your audience for a long time. The guy who was in one of your videos once. <laughs> uh, you were in several videos, Jake. Two at least. No, I know, I know, but like... No, uh, oh yeah no on the main channel for sure yeah i'm gonna go to the bathroom no you've been in a lot of videos yeah been in a lot i've been in, i've been in a lot of videos on other what's channels, on the da- docket for today jake what's on the docket for today <laughs> jake smacking <laughs> oh yeah 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 no when you were doing the daily vlog i was in a ton of them because we were shooting pops at the time Indiana Dixie's talking about Weezer now. Man, we are simpatico, dude. If I was going to name a kid after... Well, I would have named uh, a son after a Weezer song. My name is Jonas. But yeah. I named my character Jonas and Pops instead. Yeah, so you can't do that then. No. And mm. Loey Bench really uh, dug Tie the Regular Guy series. I did too, Craig. I did too. I loved yeah. Tie the Regular Guy. You know, I loved it too, and I still don't... It's, not, it's incomplete. I'm still... There's more to happen. Like the plan, Craig, there's no way you are going to ever make more Ty the regular guy. No, I definitely will. I'll pay him. I'll pay Ty to make it happen. Do you know uh, what? Like Ty? Do you know? Do you know the Ty's idea? Ty's life is so different than the life that he had when he was Ty the regular guy. Yep. He's not Ty the regular guy anymore, Craig. Yeah. He's a banjo maker. Jake, 
he's always he's never really been a regular guy. He's always If you guys want to uh, if you guys want to really support Ty the regular guy, you go buy a Renan banjo. That's listen, what you do. Listen, so the plan like the original plan was just the first season of Ty the regular guy, the first 8 episodes where was, there was always the plan that he's just a normal dude and then he brutally murders somebody. That was always the plan. And I loved it. I loved I love I, I, I loved doing that. That was so good. And then we just decided to expand upon it and it's gone to crazy places. Uh but the, but as we were doing that, we came up with the idea or I don't know who came up with the idea. It's probably me. <laughs> uh I'm the one who thinks about it most of the time. Sure. Uh uh to have the season where, well we'll have the season where he's running from the cops, which we which I just released after six years or so. Yeah. Uh, and then, well, it was the, the season prior, like prior to that, he was running from the cops. So he was hiding with you, but then like literally running from a cop was yeah. that last season. Yeah. So like season one was him brutally murdering person. Season two is him hiding out in my place. Season three is the cops catching up to him and he's running from them. <laughs> season four, the idea, I had an idea, which would have to change now because now he looks different. He's older because <laughs> it's been so long. Um, but it could still he looks work. So different. It could still he looks work. So different. It could still work the same way. The idea was to go to Hawaii and shoot a season <laughs> where he's like hiding out in a tropical location and he falls in love. Detective Jack, Jack Travis should also chase him to Hawaii because I want to go yeah. to Hawaii. He, yeah, he falls in love. So like season four will be a love story. And we could still do it, and and his wife could play his love interest in the movie. Candace is in, awesome in the yeah. series. I don't even know if she has any interest in acting on video. She doesn't have to do much. She could just be like kind of there. <laughs> like it'd be better. Like if, as long as whatever she's comfortable doing. But like I I haven't I haven't talked to them about this at all. I don't I don't <laughs> I don't know if this will happen. But this is my idea of something I hope we can do because I don't feel like the story's complete. I feel like he sure. got he got away from you. Uh, but it doesn't. It's still you're still wondering what could what's happened what happens next, and I feel like there could be something that happens next. He falls in I love. T- I I gotta tell you, well, sure, and that's how you know a, a lot of great stories like find their conclusion is in the happiness that comes from like romantic love, but <laughs> not, not yeah. okay, yeah, yeah. That's no, true. Craig, yeah, yeah, that's true. I gotta tell you my favorite thing about the Tyler regular guy series. Of all of the Ty the Regular guys, my favorite thing is when he starts living with you and and you sit down to breakfast. I know what you're going to say. I know what you're going to say. You sit down to you, breakfast. You, you reference it a lot. And you have, you, what are you eating, a cookie? You know, no, he says, he says, you're eating a cookie. No, is that what, is that what you're eating? Because he yeah, goes, yeah, yeah. he goes, cookies, uh, what is this, dessert? Yeah, what is this dessert? <laughs> it's so good. That delivery was so good. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Oh, Ty. Yeah, he should fall in love. He definitely should. Every episode is not done live on Twitch. For the last three, we've done them. We did the first one live on you now, a couple ago when we reviewed. I don't remember what movie it was now. I don't either. And then right after you now, we decided to try one on YouTube, and that's when we did Ready Player One. Mm-hmm. The last thing we did it was on Twitch, uh, and that was The Endless, and this time has been on Twitch as well. The last time, we had much e- like it was, we had way more technical problems this time than before. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm at my parents' house. I'm out of my element. I'm just out of my element. Donnie, you're out of your element. 
<laughs> Donnie, the world does not stop and start. Uh, at your uh, convenience. Yeah, at your convenience. <laughs> uh, John Goodman is, he, he, we don't deserve him. We don't deserve him. He's amazing. Yeah. Did you ever see Red State? I did not. He's great in Red State. Did you see 10 Cloverfield Lane? Yeah, loved it. Ah, uh, so good. Yeah, so loved good. him in it. Oh my God. He deserved an Oscar for that, but he didn't get nominated. No, it's all politics. It's a lot politics, but it does require <laughs> like a good performance as well. Yeah, yeah, he was great. Yeah. I'm waiting for more comments so that we can actually chat chat with the chat chat. Chat chat. Yeah, everybody, come like, on. What talk movie? To us. What movie? What movies do you guys want to what, talk about? What do you want to talk about? Let's talk. No, Let's... only movies. What movies do you guys? What do you want to talk about? <laughs> Let's talk about like like curtains. That your favorite type of curtain pattern? There is a movie like... called Curtains. It's a horror movie. Okay. Let's talk about that movie that I haven't seen. The yeah, movie so, Sunshine. You, the movie Sunshine. I, I did like the movie Sunshine. Danny Boyle. You. This is going to be part of the po- the episode for real, Jake. Yeah, I'm just. But people can stop if they just want to hear about Annihilation, and they can listen if they want to hear us chatting with the chat chat. I, it's going to be weird because people aren't seeing the chat, and we, we didn't even read what he said. We're just, you know. Well, I did. I or said, she. like, did you like the movie Sunshine? Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Did All you right. see the movie Sunshine, Craig? I did. A long time ago. Yeah. And I don't remember a lot of specifics about it, but I remember digging it. I thought it was cool. Yeah, this is uh, the movie with Steve Carell and... No. No, no, no. That's Little Miss Sunshine. Oh. Oh, yeah, that's oh, a very, the, uh, Danny very Boyle, different the Danny movie. Boyle movie. Yeah, sci-fi movie in space. Yes, I've seen that as well. And I liked <laughs> it. I liked it, but I didn't like... I remember having problems with the ending. Um, but I don't remember why. I th- well, I think kind of remember why. I felt like it it was so interesting and so visually cool, and like it built up a lot of stuff, and then it became just like a Freddy Krueger horror movie. At the end. Yeah, yeah. It did kind yeah. of become a thing where people were getting knocked off kind of in sequence. And Indiana Dixon says, Curtains plays an important role in every high school movie that ends with a performance on a school's theater stage, and in, in many Wes Anderson movies as well, is my addition to the conversation. Uh, but what, what? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Curtain. The idea that curtains themselves. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And in the movie Singing in the Rain, and, uh, there's a lot of curtain interplay. And in old school mobster movies, it's curtains for you. <laughs> Craig, do your British accent real quick. Hello, hello, governor. It's curtains. It's curtains. Hello, governor. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, what's the worst movie you have ever seen? I have an answer for that. I have a flat-out answer for that. The worst movie I have ever seen is um, Seed of Chucky. From the Child's Play franchise, The Seed of Chucky is the worst movie I've ever had to sit through. Um, I, I, several, and I sat through the entire Hellraiser several, franchise. Several movies have come to mind. I think it... For worst movie, it's it's really more. It has to be partially about the context of where you when you watched it because uh, there are many reasons to say what a movie is, why a movie is terrible. But when you think about like watching your the worst movie, it has to be like bad. The context of like you have to be forced. Like for some reason, you're there watching it and you can't walk away. Like, it has to be, like, or, I don't know, I feel like it's more than just, 
it's hard to pick the worst one, so I have to include the context of watching it, I guess. Sure. Um, and one of one of them that comes to mind is the Ang Lee Hulk movie. Oh wow! Yeah, uh, I mean it wasn't good, but it like was terrible, <laughs> had, Jake. I've had terrible. much worse times than I mean. Watching obviously, that movie. I can think of movies that might technically be worse, but I watched went into the theater with Matt, my friend Matt, which who you may know. Who comes uh, up on this podcast frequently. Yeah, and <laughs> he, uh, I lived with the guy. He was my roommate for nine years in different places. That's, that's a long time. Yeah. Uh, we went to Hulk, and it was packed, and we had to sit separately. I would have oh. walked out of this movie had we not been sitting separately. I would have walked yeah. out of the movie. but I And I never walk out of a movie. I never yeah. do. And I would have walked out of this movie. Another movie that comes to mind that I really hated that you like I think that you might even own, that you might even you might even own, and it was one of them that came to mind as one of my worst movies. But I'm thinking when I think of a movie that I hate, I think of movies that I've seen in the theater that that I'm like I paid a lot of money for this and I was excited to see a movie and I was just uh, heartbroken because of how terrible it was. Um, very bad things. Hate that movie. Oh, dude, I didn't I didn't like very bad things. I, I love the cast of Very Bad Things, but the movie itself, I forgot as soon as it was over. Yeah. I hated it so much. Like, I hated the 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 attempt at humor. Like, the, the humor, they, yeah, the yeah. jokes they're trying to make are just, like, just disturbing. They're just, yeah. they're just like, that's not funny at all. Yeah, we don't, we don't ever, like, walk out of movies either. We'll turn off movies occasionally, but I found out after, right after the lights came up, on Rogue One that Eliza and I both wanted to turn to the other and be like, do you want to just go? Should we just leave? <laughs> I kind of, <laughs> like, I kind of felt that way uh, about Rogue One. Like I felt like I was bored halfway through Rogue One. It's uh, so, it was just so like patently uninteresting. Except I don't, I would for the not robot. say it's the worst movie, but, but no, like, it's not the worst movie, but it was it, just boring. Like nothing yeah, interesting was happening was except for boring. the robot played by Alan Tudyk. Yeah. Like that, character was great but everything else was just like here's another cliche for you but here's a lot another of people cliche. really like that movie and i, I know i don't understand it I, I don't understand the like for that movie and the hate for the last jedi like yeah uh, i mean i understand some of the hate for the last jedi but i don't i don't understand the, the huge hate for it yeah no uh, I, it's 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 pointed out to it's become a like I always loved it as a movie but it's become a much more important movie to me in terms of what it's shown us about how toxic nostalgia has become in our culture like yeah. and and like the entitlement the entitled ownership some fans take over a property that they have no creative control over yeah. like and just the bitchiness that that results in mm-hmm. uh Loey Benj wants to know how we pick the movies for the pod this is a very very scientific process we use yeah uh we we are like what do you want to talk about and yeah, and we kind of go back and forth. And if we talk about a really mainstream one, we talk about a less mainstream one the next time. Although yeah. I don't, I thought like Annihilation feels like a bigger movie, but it's also kind of unmainstream. I didn't know that going in that it was going to be feel more like an art film than a than a blockbuster. Yeah, neither did <laughs> most of the paying audience. That's why it fell by over forty percent on the second weekend. Yeah, of course. But I loved it. Uh. Uh, we read uh, toxic. So word to the wise ass says toxic Avenger was hands down the worst movie for me. So that's a trauma film. Um, and trauma movies like 
by visual quality and the standards of good taste are always like not into play. But if you take like so James Gunn wrote what is my, what was my favorite trauma movie. Do you watch any trauma movies, Craig? I have no idea the, what the, words you're saying. So the film studio Troma, like oh, they yeah. run out of New York. Um, yeah. And they just make movies that are supposed to kind of be offensive. Yeah. Did you see? Okay. So James Gunn wrote a movie called Tromeo and Juliet. Did you ever <laughs> see that? No. Okay. It is crazy. The stuff they do in this movie. And it, like, it's all like the point of that movie is much like an early John Waters movie, like Pink Flamingos or uh, one of those like pre hairspray, like, or pre crybaby. Like you put it on to shock the bejesus out of your friends. Yeah. Like you put it on and your friends are like, what are you showing me? Like that's the point of a trauma movie. I never saw the Toxic Avenger, but I loved the shock factor of Tromeo and Juliet when I was 16 years old. Sounds like the kind of movie I wouldn't like. Words to the Wise Ass asks, has anyone seen The I, Isle of Dogs? I have. I, I, I have not. I watched it. Did I watch it on a plane? I did watch it on a plane. Uh, and I liked it. It was good. I uh, I don't think it's my favorite Wes Anderson movie or anything. Oh my but, god! I mean, I can't imagine like uh, I, like when the guy's done R- Royal Tenenbaums. <laughs> that's your favorite. That's my favorite, but I also love Grand Budapest Hotel. I I mean, I love a bunch of his movies, but my favorite would probably be Royal Tenenbaums. I haven't seen all of Grand Budapest Hotel. I know you got to come over and watch the rest of it. But I liked I liked it a lot. My favorite currently is Rushmore. I didn't even. Rushmore, I didn't Rushmore's love a great uh, flick. Royal Tenenbaums. Didn't love it. And I you know what loved it. Cliche of me to say, but it was mainly the ending that I didn't like about it. I didn't like. I didn't like. That, that's what kind of ruined it a little bit for me. I didn't. Craig's I don't. I endings. don't think it's a Craig's bad endings, mo- man. No, I like the movie a lot. I like it a lot. I haven't seen it in a long time, and I probably should rewatch to see how I still feel about it. But, but, uh, the ending felt. I didn't like how it became somewhat slapsticky at the end and also everyone just kind of comes together and like this really what convenient... like slapsticky just with like owen wilson driving into the house spoiler I guess, alert i guess that's the 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 thing that sticks in my mind the most yeah yeah but yeah. like uh that and or just everything coming together is so conveniently like like just didn't it felt wrong to me it just felt like okay. like i don't know it, just, it, it see to me like for like okay so like uh the first three bottle rocket Rushmore and Royal Tenenbaums are the three that uh, he wrote with Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson and Wes Anderson wrote those together. Mm -hmm. And you can kind of see them taking shape as those movies progress. And to me, Royal Tenenbaums was the perfect co- like when it all kind of came together perfectly, their quirk factor meets like really heavy emotional moments. And um, so the, the kind of combination of those things kind of came together perfectly for me in royal tenenbaums i can understand if that's not the case and then after so owen wilson didn't write with him after that and then he kind of got progressively quirkier until owen Owen wilson just decided to to go full hollywood after that seems yeah yeah and then totally and then then that didn't he got he had a suicide attempt yep it didn't work out for him. How's he doing these days? How's Owen Wilson doing? Well, these he's days? alive, so he's yeah. he's. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I and he was just in a movie, some kind of comedy. Oh, on Hulu, I think Woody Harrelson directed a movie with him in it. Cool. And if you watch, if you watch the Hulu 
advertisement for it. Woody Harrelson seems A, drunk, and B, not interested in advertising this movie. He's like, Hulu subscribers, (laughs) if you like comedies, watch my movie. Like, it's like really bad promotional marketing. Yeah. Oh, dear. I don't know. Rushmore to me is is fantastic. I loved it. Uh, Royal Tenenbaums. Royal Tenenbaums. I liked a lot. It just it felt like too big in scope. They couldn't they couldn't end it. They could they didn't know how to they didn't know how to end it. Um, I, I will give you this. I don't I don't quite remember all the aspects of the ending so much as I remember the first three quarters of that movie very well. Up through yeah. the, like Luke Wilson. Uh, slitting like shaving his face and slitting his wrist. Elliot Smith like, song. That song is so good. Yeah, and that sequence yeah. is so good to that yeah. song. Like everything, yeah. that whole bit is so beautiful, and then and ho- like horrifyingly be- like like the emotions yeah. are horrifying. The kind of like yeah. the fact that he's looking in the mirror, he shaves his face, and he says, "I'm gonna kill myself tomorrow," and then immediately slits his wrists. Yeah, is like such yeah. a shocking juxtaposition of things that i think about that scene i mean that scene's really powerful yeah that uh uh isle oh, of dogs but back to that isle movie. of dogs pretty good pretty darn good movie <laughs> pretty so does it do do any of the dogs look themselves in the mirror shave their face and try to commit suicide no no it's actually like uh like did you see uh fantastic mr fox the other Animated. I did, I did, and uh, we had this conversation before a little bit. I, I, I like Moonrise Pen- Kingdom too. Word to the wise, I, li- I Ooh, like. Yeah, Moonrise Kingdom was very enjoyable. Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah, I like that a lot. <laughs> but it was, it, it was like on the sliding scale of quirk. Like he was getting quirkier and quirkier. Like that was the yeah. that was the that was a huge quirk factor right <laughs> before. Um, I think. Well, I think Grand uh, Budapest. Uh, Moonrise Kingdom. I think like I. I watched it with China, and China walked out halfway through. I think she was bored by it. But then I, it got better after halfway through that movie. Like, like everything. <laughs> I liked that was, it the whole time. I was kind of enjoying it, but I was also kind of on the fence at first. But like, uh, everything pays off after after the first half. Like the first half is like, what are they doing? Like, what is you have a guy talking to the camera, <laughs> giving history about the about the area, and then you have, um. It's just it felt like scattered, like there, there, there's no direction for this movie. It's just like where's yeah. it going? But then it does go somewhere. Like after the second half of the when the second half of the movie begins, like some, it 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 finally all kind of comes together. Well, like okay, I see what you're saying. Like where everything again coalesces into like was mm-hmm. so you're saying what the Tenenbaums tried to do, mm-hmm. Moonrise Kingdom pulled off for you. Yes, exactly. But to me, like I was even more interested in the beginning of that movie, like tracking through like that house set where like it built like a like a dollhouse where you can tr- track up through everything. In yeah. That he West does Anderson that in every way. movie now. Yeah. I know. Like ever since life aquatic, like he, he does the like removable yeah. wall crane yeah. and track through the whole thing, which is great. Yeah. yeah. But like for me, the story of the two young kids running away together was, I was so, I was so charmed by the whole thing. Even the weird, like, like taking off their clothes and dancing on the beach scene, which was a little like touch and go is like, that's, <laughs> kind of strange but yeah. yeah i guess i'm in it but like then they run into those kids with the stabbing yeah <laughs> like like it that, was like but all that's of those later little on elements. in the movie isn't it that's like does the stabbing happen later i think so yeah oh, okay okay i thought it was on their way to i don't remember i haven't i have to watch it again 
Yeah, yeah. It, but I, I but, but I'm one. not saying that that's bad. Like I like I I like that movie. Good night, Indiana Dixon. Good night, Indiana. I like that movie. I'm not saying that that's bad. I I'm I'm totally on board with a movie taking its time to get to where it, it needs to go. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, but but with there will be consequences. People might check out early. You know. Um, I feel like you. I feel like you need to watch the rest of grand budapest and i would oh like yeah to be no I, I, and i didn't stop because i didn't like it i i was on a plane i watched it on a plane and i i had to fall asleep mescad says owen wilson was the lead character in a little indie movie last year called cars three very very small little yeah picture. that's in it yeah oh yeah that's right that's what he's been doing <laughs> he's been making money with minimal amounts of work that's what he's been doing um uh no, oh, no, dude, I liked you... I liked Grand Budapest. I just I had to fall asleep because it was the middle of the night on a plane. I think we have been going for two hours now, and I yeah. bet your wife would enjoy, and your parents, and your baby's probably asleep. But I bet yeah. the other three people would really enjoy your company again. I don't know; they might hate me at this point. Word to the know. wise ass says it can wait till another one, but I would wait. I would love to hear what your favorite cheesy movies are and what feels like a guilty pleasure. You got me. I. I'm one of those jagholes that doesn't believe in guilty pleasures. If I enjoy something, I'm not I don't feel guilty about it. I don't well, I mean, I guess I don't feel guilty either, but I could see why someone would feel guilty saying they like the movie You Got Mail. And I like the movie You Got Mail. I like Yeah, it. but like yeah, like what's wrong with that? You've got mail is a great romantic comedy. Like that's like there should be no reason to not it's, claim I mean it does play up the sentimentality and simplify a relationship in a lot of ways like it's a romantic comedy there's a lot of problematic i mean mean, like the breakup of greg kinnear and meg ryan in that movie very easy on the uh, on on the audience very easy on the audience like it's (laughs) just like which i liked i liked that about it (laughs) yeah like they're both they're both like yeah this isn't working yeah you're right yeah it's over but like meg the the 90s the 90s work of meg ryan the romantic comedies of meg ryan in the 90s are just so like the french kiss of it all and addicted to love directed by griffin dunn these are wonderful wonderful films i did no one should feel guilty about i did not see french kiss or (gasps) craig you haven't seen french (laughs) kiss no no is that eliza just eliza's in the other room and she just went what i heard her (laughs) that's got kevin klein right yeah, dude, yeah. Kevin Klein. We it's probably one of the most quoted movies in our relationship. Mine and Eliza's. Wow, wow. Let's okay. Let's. I'll come over. We'll watch that, and we'll watch. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh no, she's glaring at me now. Yeah, yeah. She because you need oh. to know why people make my ass twitch. Yeah. Dude, for real, like yeah. you, China, and Ada should come over, and we should watch. French Kiss for sure, and then maybe Grand the rest of Grand Budapest Hotel while the while the ladies do the talking. Well, I'd probably watch all of Grand Budapest Hotel. What? Amelie. Yeah, China doesn't want to watch Amelie, dude. We just need to get past it. <laughs> I only kind of like Amelie. I only kind of like it. Amelie is amazing, and you need to get a grip. I, I need to rewatch it to have a more well-formed opinion, or just a now-formed opinion. We change it's, as we get older, Jake. We change. It's incredible. It is an incredible film. It's visually on, awesome. It not but, just visually awesome. It's like it's emotional. It's it's listen, it's listen, inspiring. Listen. I can't argue with you because it's been too long since I've seen it. But but what I remember is that I found it pretty darn good. 
but like really just really too cute <laughs> just too cute. see you have a problem with that you have a problem with over over cuteness well only if it if it feels if it doesn't feel right if it do, if it feels like too convenient like too like simple <laughs> too convenient it's yeah. it's it, it was that world the world that was built for that movie was an adorable world and it was a consistent but world so i don't know what you mean by too, too. Cute. yeah but bad sure bad things happen in it but it's like it's in a very palatable way and it's i don't know that movie is adorable and again wonderful. again I, I'm, why am I arguing? I don't. I need to rewatch it. Like, I, maybe I'm on your. Maybe I'm on board now. Maybe I would agree with you now. I don't know, dude. Do you think we should for a, for movie? Like, do you think we should do any like exploration of older? Yes, titles? absolutely. You we know should. what? I totally I don't know didn't. Why, I don't know why we got it in the, our heads that we're doing. We're only doing like recently released stuff because we've been talking about doing things like Amore or uh, <laughs> uh, Drive. Drive. Yeah. Like the. the the revisits are interesting too, but like the thing that bugged me, you know what? We can talk about this another time, but the thing that bugged me in the comments of the ready player one, people talking about how, Oh yeah. They're talking about this movie after it's no longer relevant. We talked about that movie the week it hit Blu-ray and streaming rental. Oh, that's the thing you wanted to talk about. Yeah. Uh, It bugged me that like, and a movie is, is does not lose it's it's relevant forever until that movie is no longer available. Like True. people think like the opening weekend or the time it's in a movie theater is the only time a movie's relevant. It's like was there just like one comment? Rip. Was there just one comment about that? It's it's that one comment, but it that one comment is so reflective of the way a lot of people think about like Jake, you're letting culture one entertainment comment now. Get to you. You're letting no, one but comment. it's 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 it it's, it, 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 it it's a comment that reflects a larger <laughs> cultural perspective that's part of our world right now. And if I don't see no, it on opening weekend or pirate it all of a sudden, then it's no longer relevant. I, I don't know. I'm thinking about this person talking about our podcast who who does, probably doesn't listen to it. Commenting that we're talking about a movie that isn't relevant anymore doesn't make any sense to me. Like, why would you even care that we're talking about a movie that's not relevant? Like, what? I can't. I can't imagine coming across a podcast or someone talking <laughs> about a movie and being like, "That's not relevant anymore." Like, what? Why would no, I, I know? I know that you can't, but like the the nowness of it. Like, so there's there's also an aspect of you hear this from, or I heard this on other podcasts and stuff where people talk to. Um, younger people people that are younger than us who grew up in a world where they've always had the internet and everything and they'll be like talking about this movie or that movie and they'll be like have you seen this movie and people will be like no that was before i was born it's like uh you can't watch a movie from before you were born like (laughs) there's there's such an aspect of like why would i watch something from then when i can't even watch everything that's happening now well i can understand that like i mean right now we are we are drowning in content we're drowning in in media um and i can understand a young person feeling like they can't even catch up with what what they what they want to watch now yeah uh this person who commented i have no idea where they're coming from i have no idea if this is this is probably a i'm assuming that it's like a young person who just (laughs) only watches things that are now but there are plenty that's always been the case that's there are always people like that uh 
Okay. But I but I, and it's I, ridiculous I, to me. Like like imagine like I'm I'm talking I'm standing in a room with a person at a party and I'm like, you know you know the Mona Lisa and they're like, that was a long time ago. I'm walking out of here and they just like leave. You know like, uh, it doesn't make any sense. No, I know it doesn't make any sense. I'm just talking about a a an aspect of our modern way and our the way we interact with things that has been on my mind and bothering me lately. Anyway, we have been going for a full two hours. This is, and not of the recording, but this is the longest. People who make it to the end of this, who listen to the movie podcast. We're going to have all you, of this in. This is all staying do in. You in. Yeah. Do you enjoy the chatting aspect at the end or no? Let me know in the SoundCloud comments or on iTunes. Leave us a review while you're there. Make it five stars, please. Thank you. Um, yeah. Uh, I that's can't it. imagine anyone listening to all of this. Like, We're going to find out. Okay. Um, I think I got to go. All right, Jake. Me too. Thanks, it's been, guys. It's been a good talk. Yep. I'm going to I'm going to end the stream and the recording. Wait. So the recording and double scene.